Greetings to all my tech heads out there in the Kev Techify Nation. And if you're new here, welcome. In this episode, we're going to look at ping and traceroute tests. We'll be discussing using ping to test connectivity. We'll ping the loopback, ping the default gateway, ping a remote host. Then we'll talk about using traceroute to test the path. We'll look at the round trip time or RTT. And then finally, we'll take a look at IPv4 time to live and IPv6 hop limit. This episode is part of my series on introduction to networks for the CCNA. I'm Kevin here at Kev Techify. Let's get this adventure started. Ping is a utility in IP version 4 and IP version 6. It uses an ICMP echo request and then receives back an ICMP echo response. This is sort of like this comes back from the days of old when we used to have submarines and they would send out a ping to see if anything was out there. This ping sent out a sound wave in the water and when it went out and hit something solid that sound would bounce back off and come back to the vessel who sent that out thereby confirming that something was out there. Same thing happens on today's networks. What we're going to do is we're going to ping a remote device. When that ping works, that confirms that that device is there. That confirms that our network connectivity, we have all of our network configured correctly between where we started and that remote host there. If we don't get a reply, you're going to get some sort of error. And that means something is configured wrong. We need to take a look at our configuration, either on our host here, the local host, or on the remote host, or at the, at the networking in between it. Typically, a lot of times, that first ping. And so right here, switch one, we did ping, and we did an IP address of 192.168.20.2. It sends out five pings in this protocol, it sends out five echo requests, gets in five echo replies. The first one, a lot of times, times out. And that's due to the fact that we have to look up that layer two address, whether it's IP version four ARP request or IP version six, that when we send out the neighbor solicitation and neighbor advertisement process. By the time it finds that MAC address, that first echo response times out. But then the other four are successful. If you do that same ping again, while the, while the MAC addresses or tables are still current, all five will work. Same thing with an IP version six address. IP version six, we send out a ping. It sends out on Cisco devices, it sends out five echo replies. It was in the MAC address table already. We, or sorry, it sent. Same process with an IP version six address. Notice the syntax. The syntax is the same. We start off with the keyword of ping put a space in there, and then we put the address in there, whether it's an IP version four address, like we did in the first example, or an IP version six address down here in the second example. It sends out five echo requests. It expects five echo replies to come back in. 
One of the first things you should test when you're troubleshooting a network is you should ping your loopback address. Pinging your loopback address is basically talking to yourself. It means that you, you are sending out an echo reply, you're getting a response back. Here, we use the ping command and we ping our loopback address. And so once again, you just type in ping in the space and then the loopback address of the device. Now, for IP version 4, it's 127.0.0.1. The loopback for IP version 6 is colon colon 1. You ping those addresses, and what that shows you is IP is properly installed. IP version 4 is properly installed. IP version 6 is properly installed and configured. A lot of times when I type in an address, I'll invert two numbers. And with those two numbers inverted, everything doesn't work. And so I go back and I ping my loopback address to make sure everything's good, and then I ping my own IP address. When you get a response back from pinging your loopback address, it's saying that IP is properly installed, that the IP protocol is properly installed on the device you're working on. Otherwise, you're gonna get an error message that says TCP is not operational on the host. Um, a lot of times, a reboot of the computer will a lot of times fix the issue. So I, I that's one of my first steps in fixing if I can't ping my loopback. Also, make sure that you have your layer one connection. Make sure that you have some sort of green light, green or yellow light where you plug in that cable. You have to have that to get a reply back from your loopback address. I hope you're liking this episode on ping and traceroute tests. If you have the time, please leave a comment and let me know what you think about ping and traceroute. You can also visit my website at kevtechify.com for all of my details and how to get these episodes in video and podcast form. Next step would be to ping your default gateway. Pinging your default gateway is probably one of the most common things to check your network connectivity. You ping the default gateway and it shows you that you have network connectivity, that you've configured your IP addresses right, you configured your default gateway right. Also, it can shows you that your network to your switches, or your sorry, your connection to the switch is fine. The, the connection to from the switch to the router is fine. That you have the switch configured properly. You have the router configured properly. It shows that you have all that configured properly. The reason we ping the default gateway here is because the default gateway is usually always up on your network. It never goes down or up. It's it's always on. Typically, you never turn off your default gateway. It's, it's the router on your network that typically never gets shut off. If the default gateway doesn't respond, a lot of times what you will do is ping another IP address on your, on your network that you know will respond to verify that your network connectivity is. If the, if the ping still doesn't work, then it's probably local on your PC. If the ping to a, another remote host works, then you need to look at your default gateway. Once you ping your default gateway, the next step is to go further out, ping something else on a remote network. If you can successfully ping a host on a remote network, that shows all of your local host information is right, that shows that your router set up, that routing is set up, and that the rest of your network is working good. Now, a lot of times network administrators, they limit or prohibit the entry of ICMP messages. And that includes the echo request. They block that at their network edge. 
and what that and that'll come back in your ping window saying is destination host unreachable now that doesn't necessarily mean everything you set up is incorrect that maybe means that hey the network administrator on the far server on the far network is blocking that traffic traceroute is another tool that we use for troubleshooting traceroute tests the past it's a utility here that lists the hops between your local host and that remote host. Traceroute provides a round trip time for each hop. Each hop means every time it goes through a router and changes network. If a hop fails, you're going to get a message saying, okay, something's not working. Typically it's an asterisk. That asterisk means, hey, something got lost something was unreplied, maybe that fire network administrator is blocking all ICMP traffic, something is happening. The information to locate it could be problematic because of where this information is being blocked a lot of times. Traceroute uses a function of the either IP version for time to leave, time to live field, or in IP version six, it uses the hop limit field. And basically each one of those is a maximum number of how many different networks I'm gonna go through before I reach my destination. And if that number gets down to zero, we're going to assume that that network is never reachable. We'll also get back an ICMP message saying time exceeded. When you start the trace route process, the time to live field value will be one. And what happens is, is it only can go through one network. It's only gonna to go to your default gateway. It's going to time out there, and then that way, that default gateway can reply back. And when it replies back, it'll know the address of the device that replied back, and it will know that it was successful. And then once we get, once that happens a couple of times on the first hop, then we go to the second hop, and we increment that time to live field up by one. And so that way we can go to the second device. And when, the, when it goes through the first device, it gets decremented by one. When it goes into the second device, it gets to zero. And then we send the message back. And then that message is put into the trace route table is saying, okay, this is the IP address. This is how long it took. And it, we work through there, through, through that process. The time to field continues to increase until either one of two things are, are done. Either the destination is reached in which then the trace route completes successfully, or there's a limit on how far, how many hops it'll go through. Here, in the example, we have, we're, we're doing a trace route to 192.168.1.2. The first line in our trace route is going to the default gateway. That's where our time to live is set to zero. And so that goes, to the first device it gets decremented by one and then it sends a respond back and we fill in the first line the next one the time to live is two and so we go through our default gateway decrement it down to one then it times out at the second device that comes back through here then for the third line we increase the time to live to three and so we come up through here we go from three to two to one and then we can reply back with the IP address of that third router. Then we go 
increase it time to live to four. And then we start at our local host that goes all the way through, through the first router. We go down time to live three, down to two, down to one. And then it's on the destination network. When it reaches the destination right here, the time to live gets decremented down to zero. It gives a timeout echo reply back. It goes all the way through these devices and it finally fills out the last line in our trace route table. That last line is our destination address. It successfully completes at that point in time. It was my pleasure to provide you with this wonderful episode on ping and trace route tests. If you like this episode and you got value out of it, please click that like button, give a five star rating, leave a comment. This all helps me bring you more great content. Please take a minute to subscribe to my channel. All my socials and contact information are on my website, kevtechify.com. There you can find out how to get all these episodes in video and podcast form. In the upper right is my playlist for my series on introduction to networks. In the bottom right is one of my favorite videos that I picked just for you. Thank you so much for watching this episode of my series on introduction to networks for the CCNA. Once again, I'm Kevin. This is Kev Techify. I'll see you next time for another great adventure.